Well, on that note, uh, it seems like a good segue into the last question, which is a question I like to end with everyone, which is uh, what makes you silly? Um, I don't know. I think I just, it's probably what I'm into, the kind of the literature and the music that I like. I like funny stuff. Yeah. You know, and uh, it keeps me... uh, if stuff's a bit absurd in my music or just in my general life or my view of the world, it kind of um, makes me happy. So I kind of encourage silliness. I gravitate towards band members who have got a, a good sense of the silly and the absurd because <laughs> um, you spend a lot of time with them. Uh, I like serious people, but I do I do gravitate towards funny people. Mm. You know, uh, Any silly uh, stories from the road? Oh God, this sort of nothing sort of specific. It's just usually fun. Um, the Alpha Males were a very fun band to tour with as well. You know, they would just generally make stuff up to do the whole time, mm. so they just didn't get into that boring sort of drinking, being on the road kind of road dog kind of vibe. Yeah, they yeah. always would make some. You know, they would. You'd sort of get backstage, and they would have made a. Um, like an it's a knockout style um what an obstacle course out of you know tables and amplifiers and be jumping around or or you know you'd go backstage at a festival and they'd be chasing each other around the field with the tarago playing tarago tiggy or mm. and that stuff got you know and i'd be sitting there thinking oh god i don't know if that show was any good and they'd just be kind of leaping around retardedly mm. having a great time and that kind of it takes you out of your own head yeah yeah you know <laughs> You know, make it made it more fun. Um, so they they were good, and this band too. Everyone's you know got a good sense of humour, uh, good with words, because mm. that's wordy kind of, you know, intellectual, semi-intellectual kind <laughs> of rock. So yeah, you know, yeah. How important is it for you to take things with good sense of humour? Oh, it looks really important to me. I just think some people are really good good-hearted good people just don't have senses of humor and it blows my mind yeah and it makes the world hard to deal with because you know you make a joke on the internet or somebody does not everyone gets it Mm. and then you know half the then you spend people spent you know you try and figure out oh is that cool or should i have said that or um it's it's a the world's made up of everyone and and, but not everyone has a sense of humor Mm. i think it makes that's why there's wars <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Some people just don't get it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean that funny people are necessarily any better people too. There's pro- probably a lot of evil funny people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, I just kind of, I do get um, amazed when people just don't get stuff. You just sort of, just, they just never really learn to be funny. And you just go, oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have that piece of cheesecake, please? (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Thank you so much for uh, coming and rambling with me. No, no worries. Much better when I do it with someone else than on my own. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) What does Julie Benz from Dexter and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Peter Coombe, Jose James... Roger Corsa from Rush and Underbelly, Georgia Flood, 
Molly Sasson from MI5, MI6, RAF, ASIO. What do all these people and a whole host of other people who are living a life of their own design have in common? Well, it's one podcast which is all about finding out, eventually, at the end of a very long ramble, what makes people silly. I mean, really, the show is uh, is about, you know, how people have managed to create and sustain a life of their own design, uh, following their hearts, following their passions, and philosophically what that all means to them. But where we arrive at every episode is always the same, which is the final question which you just heard me asking to Dan Kelly. He was episode number 26. We're picking up from where we left off last week. Last week was our review of 2015, the first seven-ish months of coming up next. Now we're diving into 2016 with the first half of the year that was this year just gone, which is the year 2016. And I could not say that again if I tried. And I mean, going back over the the guests that I've had on the show in uh, assembling this clip show of madness, this uh, amalgamation of the silly, is kind of blowing my mind some of the people that I have been lucky enough to speak to on this show, uh, and that's only the first half of the year, you know, some really, some really amazing people, you know, people who are in the public spotlight, some people at the top of the game, people, you know, like Julie Benz in America and people like Roger Corser and Osher Gunsberg uh, in Australia, but also, you know, having the chance to sit down and speak to someone like Molly Sasson, who was, you know, uh, a, a part of counter-intelligence. Uh, you know, she worked in secret intelligence for the RAF, for MI5, MI6, for ASIO, at a period where, you know, the um, political landscape in the world was pretty volatile. So... I don't know why where I'm going with this. I just I guess I feel I feel really lucky uh, for having this platform, for having this podcast, and mostly for having people that actually tune in every week and listen to it. So thank you. I apologize that there's not new content this week. Although you know when you take parts of all the different things and you put it together, it kind of makes something new. Um, but I certainly had fun going back through the first half of 2016, and I hope you will enjoy recapping. What made months January through June silly on Coming Up Next podcast? That's this podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or at comingupnext.com.au, where you can find links to iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean, where you can subscribe, rate, and review the show. And I'm going to keep bringing it to you throughout 2017, but we've got to finish 2016 first. So here is part one of my review of silliness, the silly review 2016, part one. Uh, there's one more question that I ask everyone, but mm-hmm. um, all the things that we've been talking about um, are available on your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. All uh, the short films and videos and... A couple of music videos. Don't judge them. Mm. At um, Tim Tim Fed is your Twitter. That's it. Yeah, T-I-M-T-I-M-F-E-D. It's like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all Tim Tim Fed. Yeah, cool. The last question that I ask everyone is, what makes you silly? What makes me silly? I don't know. Um, as in, like, why am I a silly person? Or what makes me feel silly? It's grammatically ambiguous. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Um, Nick Issel makes me silly. When we hang out, like, um, we... 
most of the times I've laughed hardest in my life is because Nick and I have been doing something stupid together. That makes me very silly. I think what makes me biologically silly is is dad was very funny. Like my mom's very straight, but like dad's dad was hilarious, and like my brother's really really funny. So I think like that's where I kind of get my silliness from. Mm. And also like I grew up on a on a farm. Like a non-working farm, we weren't farmers, but we lived on a farm for some, for some reason, and and so I didn't like have like neighborhood kids to hang out with. So like, I mean, you know, I think a, a lot of like funny people, not that I'm necessarily saying that I'm funny, but like to self-mythologize themselves and think of like like grand origin stories. But I, I think there's a common theme of like kind of like isolated kids kind of maybe turn out to be a bit funny, like a, a bit like kind of like introverted, uh, isolated kids, and, and that was a lot of my childhood was playing nintendo at home or hanging out with the goats you know like it mm. wasn't a lot of like playing sport on the on the road bit of road cricket it was just like kind of being kind of like, like alone mm. and that, that sounds sad it wasn't sad it was wonderful it was awesome i had an amazing childhood uh, and so maybe that that makes me silly mm. it would certainly contribute to your this uh, uh, outstanding imagination and the freedom that you have within that i'm sure do you have any um uh memories of like of like family just being silly um no not really my my brother has the craziest stories that i can't tell <laughs> uh, my, my brother they're is, always the best ones yeah my, my brother's the funniest guy in the world because he's like he, he he works like in an office and he's like really successful like he in, in the corporate world he's doing great uh you know he's got a house got a wife like doing the full thing but like he, he was a scumbag as a teenager right. <laughs> and hearing him like relive those stories like after a drink is the funniest stuff ever so yeah. so clearly there is a precedent for being a bit a, a, a bit silly in my family um oh i just am silly um <laughs> what makes me silly oh i don't know um i think i don't take myself too too seriously i'm very silly with my kids um i don't know that's all I know how to answer it. <laughs> what do what, how do your kids make you silly? Um, oh, I'm not afraid to completely muck around and just be an absolute dick with my kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and and other people as well. Actually, I, I'm probably, you know, too honest for my own good sometimes, and mm. you know, but that was <laughs> yeah. a very deep and I feel like we went quite quite deep and philosophical. And that's whoa, the way we roll. Wow, you roll in a kind of. Yeah, deep we- <laughs> way wow i feel like a woo. we roll in a deep puddle of mud yeah yeah it was really entering the mind vortex there mm. <laughs> cool. thank you so much jane no worries thank you um what makes me silly that's a really tough question <laughs> that's a really tough question <laughs> Because um, I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not just like, oh, you know, other when people make me silly. And, yeah, fart on someone's head or whatever. Um, just when you can trust someone a hundred percent to be able to just spill the beans mm. and just have a have a good time, I guess is when I when I get pretty silly and yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible answer. I don't. I don't know how to answer that question. What happens when you when you trust someone and spill the beans? Either they enjoy the moment of trust, or they spill the beans to someone else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a Do you have an example of something silly that you've done? Ah, uh, 
Nothing that I probably will want to get cut out after, after right. the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, silly. What defines silly? Because I could go many different ways. Or something that makes you silly or something that is silly about you. Yeah. I have these things with clothes where I don't really like following a particular trend, but I like the idea of putting on something weird. Mm. just for the sake of putting on something weird and then grappling with the idea that someone else might like it or might not like it and get their opinions and this weird thing like yeah it's pretty silly like I was toying with the idea of wearing a French Legionnaire's hat at the gig last night mm. and I put it on I just did the, the hats with the back <laughs> you know they look ridiculous I was like that's going to be really cool <laughs> and then I put it on looked in the mirror I thought, nah, it's just it's just beyond feeling comfortable. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not really into fashion necessarily, but I like the idea of what someone else has done. Like you know, when David Byrne like wears a ridiculous suit, or um, I think you know that's pretty silly to think about that as a musician. I reckon mm. push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, I like wearing weird things. Um, my manager says I should always just rock up to a gig with what I wear usually, which is just thongs, shorts, and a wife beater <laughs> singlet, you know. Um, that's, a bit, that's a bit silly, really. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hugh. Where can, you. Um, where can uh, the listeners find your music? Well, hopefully one day nowhere. <laughs> so that one day they can just only listen to it on the traditional format which is the vinyl or even better the, uh, the gramophone mm. the wireless <laughs> no. in all seriousness they can go online and check out poundrecords.com where they can buy an album or they can listen to a couple of tracks obviously YouTube I'm trying to build a YouTube presence but I don't like anything that I've put up on there mm. Um, they're all, I've played, I'm not very good in front of a camera or when the, the, the things are running now, you know, I'm not very, I don't think I'm very good, but there's, there's going to be some moments where someone just happens to have a camera and they've caught me just at the right time. I can chuck it up. Mm. There's a great piano player called Keith Jarrett who, who records every gig and it's only one every two years that he releases, mm. you know, it's great. You know, because he get he chooses it and he releases it, and he he knows that it's more than the notes. It's just this whatever was happening that day it was just. Mm. So yeah, so I'm just trying to improve that. But yeah, check it out on YouTube or online, or come to a come to a show. God forbid. God forbid. Go and see some live music. Go and see. There's some great things happening next year, which are good, like lots of festivals, and mm. going to put a comedy festival show on. Oh, awesome! Going to try and make the most. Well, the least funny show. I'm going to go for the least funny show award cool. next year. The comedy festival and then the Adelaide Cabaret in the middle of the year and festivals here and there. Awesome. Yeah. So stay tuned for Hugh Blaine's hopefully not appearing or having any music anywhere <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> That's the goal. Hopefully Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Hopefully I'll be living somewhere in nowhere. Just yeah, Hopefully you'll only be able to contact me via landline. That's the goal. What makes me silly? Uh, my personality? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
I don't really, I, I don't often take things very seriously. Um, I'm a joker. Um, this is like the most serious you've been the whole interview. I know. You're taking this question I feel like it's a seriously. serious question. What makes me silly? I'm like, oh, I like to poke my tongue out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I like to put movie cushions under people's seat. Um, I don't know. What do you think makes me silly? Avoiding the question. <laughs> is it, do you feel a bit vulnerable with this question? Yeah, I feel like you've opened me up. Um, if you help to tell me what makes me mm. silly, then I will just <laughs> you tell, want me to tell you about it. You. Your certainly your personality and your you have I an said that. I said, yes, you have I an irreverence. I had it for most of the things that you do. I think, which is quite infectious, and I think people uh, will really loosen up because they feel like you're quite personable and you don't have to be so serious. I wasn't dipping for a compliment. I thought we were talking about me being silly. Yeah, that's what makes you silly. Oh, okay, cool. Good, good. I'm glad that I'm evervescent. You say evervescent or... Um, irreverent. Hmm, interesting. See, things like that that make me silly. See, that's, <laughs> that's what I did. Is that good? Is that a, I did an example instead of saying something. You did. You did. I feel like this whole episode has been an example of that kind of silliness yep mm. cool well, i'll see you on the red carpet yes now um sbs2 we... february 14th yeah cool now we've rehearsed um should we record yeah let's record one we were, were we rolling honestly it's the moments of when i'm just thinking in my own head and i think of something that um like makes me laugh and then I'll just start laughing. And uh, sometimes I'll look at people and I'll think of something funny that they have done in the past or that I imagine them doing. And I'll just point to their face and just start laughing. <laughs> and um, my girlfriend says that that's really inappropriate and rude because people, people think that you're laughing at them. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am laughing at them. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> but it's um, but it's not out of it's not out of malice or like it's not meant to be uh, denigrating. It's mm. more like oh yeah, I can see something. I remember you did something funny once, or I can see you doing something funny because I know how you would react to this hypothetical situation, and it runs so quick in my own head that I just start pointing and laughing, and and like ninety percent of the time it cannot be explained like what I'm thinking of, um, or rather it. It, it, it's inappropriate to explain what I'm thinking of or whatever it is. But um, yeah, that's probably what makes me silly. It's just being in my own head. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have an example that comes to mind of that? Oh man. Um. Yeah. If um. <laughs> like for example, if if Sam Sam Simmons, who we both know, um has gotten into an argument with someone in the past. And if I see Sam again in person, which I see him quite regularly, um, I will immediately think of the time he got so angry that he argued with this one guy over something which now seems really stupid. Or I laugh at how angry he got at this thing and how awkward you know it was when he got angry at it. And I'll just point to him and just start laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll and then I'll tell him about it. I'll be like, hey, remember that time you did this thing? And 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that stuff. I just remember that stuff. I remember people doing uh, silly things, or I can imagine what it would be like if people did silly things, and it just cracks me up. So. Well, what makes me silly um, is my two kids. I have two incredible daughters, um, seven and four. And I'm silly with them anytime I can, and they're pretty silly with me too. So well, it's a silly festival at my place when the three <laughs> of us are around. <laughs> what's what are, what, what's some, some of the silliest things or sillier things you've done? Oh, God, we've done. <laughs> we've done, you know, with kids. You, you mean with them? Yeah, yeah. Wow, nothing that can be really repeated on a <laughs> podcast. For them, it's all about toilet humor. You know, they're yeah, kids. Yeah. So they're endlessly talking about, you know, anything to do with the toilet. Oh, this is like an R-rated podcast. Right. I'm surprised we haven't I don't know if it yet. would translate, you know, me describing what I do with my... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you'll have to take my word for I'll it. We do some pretty, pretty silly stuff. Oh, it makes me silly. Red wine. <laughs> In what way does that make you silly? <laughs> um, uh, what makes why does red wine make me silly? Um, because sometimes you can come out with the silliest things after you've had a couple of glasses of wine on a Friday night. Um, I try. I don't drink during the week, so mm. I'm quite have a strict rule about that now. I didn't used to, but I do now. But um, it can make you silly because you come out with some silly ideas and. Um, Alcohol can loose lip sync ships. <laughs> I'll leave you with that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Generally, lack of sleep. <laughs> lack of sleep makes me silly. Makes me do silly things. No, no, doesn't make me do silly things. I do silly things when my brain hasn't slept enough. That's what happens. What are, what are what are some of the sillier things that you've done when you've uh, had a lack of sleep? I've uh, hunted two Uber drivers and made my brother and sister-in-law turn this house upside down looking for my wallet today. It was in my other other pants. <laughs> Not my other pants, the other other pants. Yeah, I know, I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah, silly. Very silly. Very silly. Thank you so much, Osha. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I really, really appreciate your time and... and and just your your wealth of knowledge. I feel like we could probably sit here and talk about this for hours and hours. Um, we could. And I would love to have you uh, play a song for us as well. Um, but there is one question that I like to ask everyone to finish out and round out these chats. And that question is, what makes you silly? Silly. Um, I think seeing the inherent humor in situations that most people take too seriously. Uh, and I, that has to do with self-image, right? So they say the best comedians are the ones that get up on stage and actually make fun of themselves. Mm. Uh, like Woody Allen makes himself to be this, this kind of pots, you know? <laughs> and uh, not being afraid of having people laugh at you because you really... They want to laugh with you, right? Mm. But if you're afraid that they're laughing at you, you and your self-image is such, you'll be afraid to do anything silly or to do anything that you know that makes a fool of yourself. Um, Lynn once told me the reason she liked me, she 
because I, she'd never met anyone who was so prepared to make a fool of themselves. <laughs> and I was going, I never thought of myself that way. I thought of myself as a sex god, but you know, okay, maybe maybe the paradox is they're both equal weight. Yeah, the person with the with who can who can see the silliness and um, ostentatious taught me one thing. You know, and and another one who was like that was um, Kevin Bloody Wilson. Mm. These guys will see the humor in something that's so close to a tragedy. You know, like ostentatious can make humorous remarks about the Holocaust, right? Mm. And he can only do it because he's a Jew, right? And he understands the Holocaust. And he's really, he's really pro-Israel. And, you know, in a way, he has the authority. And it's the same with Italians have the right to make fun of themselves. Like people saying, you're making fun of Italians. I says, no, I'm an Italian. I'm making fun yeah, of myself. Yeah. You know, uh, seeing the humor in your own situation and and remembering all those funny things you you grew up with that were funny and one of my main criticisms of people that write and make films about the street is that they take it too seriously every person i've ever met who was from the street whether it was a a crim or a a homeless person had an incredible sense of humor Mm. same with aboriginal people this whole thing and why nanya could outwit people so easily is they expect an aboriginal to be a very serious sacred being right Mm. but they have great lateral thinking most aboriginal people and they have a great sense of humor and they see the stupidity in the you know one time (laughs) nanya and i were sitting on a here's a great way to close one night nanya and i were sitting on the steps of the courthouse where we're doing a show and we're just sitting there talking and we're drinking a coke and all of a sudden there's some people come walking down the road and nanya says watch this and he just sprawled out on the steps like he was a drunk. And you know, and, and then when they came, I, he went, how are you going? And they just sort of moved out into the street to go around. <laughs> and then he said, they got to put the character. I said, see, it works every time. Yeah. It's like, you know, he sees the silliness and what other people see is dead serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. Where can people find you and your music if they'd like to? Well, music and poetry both are on my website, joedolce.net that's the best way to do it just come there and that'll lead you uh, Facebook I've got a good Facebook account at the moment I'll try to keep it small so I don't get one of those fan sites which I hate <laughs> I like to have a, a core group of maybe 15-20 people that I communicate with it's my way of socializing mm. so that I can actually turn it off whenever I feel like it and go back to work <laughs> mm. oh, awesome well, I'd thanks Alistair it's love to have you pleasure to these. talk to you and uh, thanks for your insightful questions forcing me to think more than usual this morning <laughs> well thank you for being open and uh, and and receiving those questions and i think they're all the same whether it's tantra whether it's yoga whether it's meditation they're all you know ways they're, they're expressed ways to get to the same thing you know and i think we're all just people have got their different mediums but ultimately we're all kind of searching for the same thing and that sense of peace and oneness and something beyond ourselves and um, you know, I dare say some religions are exactly the same as that as well. So uh, I think Einstein said that one day um, the religion of the future will be a science religion and, and free of any dogma. It will just be a complete love of the universe and respect for us all being connected, you know, by the same atoms. And I, I, I always thought that's just a wonderful way to look at it. I think we're all getting there, but um, we've just got our various schisms at the moment, but uh, we'll eventually realise we're probably all searching for the same thing. Mm. What an awesome way to end this interview. That was that was phenomenal. Thank you. I I, uh, I really really um, appreciate your time, Damon, and um, and I really encourage anyone who's listening to this who's not yet seen that sugar film to go and check it out. And I really wanted to say thank you for your work on that and for putting it out into the world. 
Oh, thanks, mate. Well, I, I just love that we didn't even talk. It's the, I love doing interviews where I don't have to talk about sugar because really, I mean, and you probably get it, now that we've had this chat, I don't think the film's really about sugar anyway. It's just mm. about trying to live your life in the most kind of, with the most vitality and, and you know, uh, that kind of sense of play and upbeat, you know, and I don't think eating shitty food does that for you. I think people are starting to realise when you eat well, you feel well and then you kind of, you vibrate at a, at a higher frequency that can um, make you live a better life. So really that's kind of what the point of the film is. Mm. I, do have, um, I do have one last question that I ask every guest uh, and that is what do you think about sugar? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the question is uh, what makes you silly? What makes me silly? Um, probably uh, a daily dance-off in the lounge room with my daughter and wife. I think um, <laughs> most days she asks me to put on a few of her favourite songs and um, we just dance around and she insists that I dance. And if I try to walk away, I get pulled back in. And so the sillier I dance, the better she laughs. And um, sadly, that's going to run out when she's about 14. But right now, <laughs> I'm going to get it in. <laughs> you got another 12 years of it. That's right, and then I'll just be the weird daggy dad. But that's all right. I can be okay with that. You'll and you'll pull her in to do the silly dancing. That's right. And I assume it will be salt and pepper that you're listening to. That, oh, very good, very good. Mm, there you go. There you go. Thanks right, so much mate. for doing this, Damon. Pleasure. Oh, what makes you silly? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess um, possibly too many red wines with my girlfriend. <laughs> bit of Kylie Minogue. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Put on a bit of Kylie and dance around in pretty much. hot pants? Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Janet Jackson videos. Right. What do you end up doing after a couple of reds and a bit of Janet Jackson? <laughs> uh, nothing Nothing too crazy. I oh, know. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do do you love a lounge room boogie? That's for sure. <laughs> what makes me silly, man? Oh man, um, I don't know, man. What makes me silly? Probably watching, um, like all my old, <laughs> all my old '90s shows, man. Like uh, <laughs> Fresh Prince, Smarted, uh, you know, things like that. Hanging yeah. with Mr. Cooper. You know. Old Ninja Turtles, you yeah. know. I mean, the, those things just make me feel like a little, a little kid. But I love it, dude. I mean, to this day, I'm like best show of hands, hands mm. down, you know. But that's me. That, those things make me silly, bro. Like old things, like things from the '90s, you know. And thank you so much, Molly, for being on my podcast and, and for giving insight into the life of someone who's worked in uh, secret intelligence. Um, it's just uh, very humbling to be sitting across from here with you. I do have one question that I ask everyone uh, at the end of the interview. And the question is, what makes you silly? Mm, a good joke. A good joke? A good joke, a good film. Most of the films I don't watch are stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, this Bond stuff is rubbish. You know, mm. now everybody's screaming about Bond. Half the uh, pop stars I could shoot. <laughs> I think they're stupid. It's, it's not real, not a real depiction of MI5. No, 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 no. It's, it's miles no. and miles and miles away. You don't have a secret gadget room and cars that rubbish. shoot guns. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I guess being around the right dynamic uh, with the right group of friends, I think. You know, there are certain friends 
who I feel very silly around. Um, and I like, and they tend to be my favorite people. Um, there are other acquaintances or other friends or, that I have or family that I have whose company I completely enjoy, but there are, you know, that there's that, those particular friends where it brings out the silly in you and you bring out the silly in them. And, um, yeah, that's – I feel particularly um, close to those people and, and I'm always happy to uh, have their company or run into them because um, there's something about that that is – yeah, I mean, I'm not – yeah, I'm not uh, – it's kind of the opposite of, of Ernest, I guess, and I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of Ernest unless it's – you know, unless it's – there's a serious topic to be discussed or whatever, but people are just always earnest for the hell of it. Um, and you kind of can't kind of get them to crack a smile, uh, tend to be uh, not people I hang out with a hell of a lot. <laughs> I hear you. Do you have uh, anything that comes to mind when you think about being a little bit silly with your friends? Uh, you mean like a particular example of something mm. we would do or? Yeah. Oh God! I mean, I back when I was younger, I used to do all sorts of silly things, like call up radio stations and record the calls, pretending to be, um, you know, different people. And <laughs> I actually, uh, when I was twenty, I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but it's it's a while ago now. I um I called up uh, John Laws, and I still have the recording of it, pretending to be an old lady who asked him what the word head job meant <laughs> said I'd heard, overheard my grandson saying it on the phone and I couldn't find it in the dictionary <laughs> and uh, and uh, he, uh, he he enjoyed that call it was a pretty it was pretty fun and uh, to this day as far as I'm aware he thinks that he thinks that was an old lady because I, I knew someone I ran into or met somebody about six months after that who had worked for him at 2UE at the time and said, oh, he absolutely thought that was an old, <laughs> old lady. <laughs> um, so I, he may well to this day think that's an old lady. I don't know. I've never actually met him, but I I, I guess I should, um, I should probably let him know if I ever do <laughs> come across him. Well, the good news is he listens to this podcast. So Perfect. Well, yeah. Now he knows. Now he knows. You must do a killer old lady voice. <laughs> Uh, well, I did when I was twenty. I don't know. I don't know if it's. Uh, <laughs> it might be a bit more redneck now. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's probably just the old part isn't as hard to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just lady. It's just lady. It's just me doing lady now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, Damon. I really appreciate you taking the time. No worries, Alistair. It's a pleasure. What makes me go silly, or um, um, what makes me silly? My kids. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, your kids. You can be all serious and talking about your work and, you know, talking to the director on the phone about something you're not happy with on the, in some scene coming up and then, you you know, your kids come in and ask you to put on a silly hat and a tutu or something like that and, you know, three minutes later you're dancing around the room to, you know, Angelina Ballerina or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> something like that and you catch yourself in the mirror and you go... There we go. So they, they bring you back down to earth and they ground you your kids and you know, mm. help, help you sort of not take yourself too seriously. So I, I have to say the kids, but it's, uh, but it's good. It's because it um, yeah, knock, knocks you out of being too serious sometimes. Yeah. 
it's a, a really I mean I don't I don't have any kids myself but it's certainly something that seems to be a through line in a lot of these conversations and a lot of people who in fact I think every guest that I've asked this question to who has kids has said my kids and I think something I'm coming to understand about kids is that actually they teach you how to reclaim that kind of that lost innocence and that almost unconditional love of everything and and the magnificence of the world which is great for what especially for what we do it's mm. just because that's what you, you you're trying to do it's so easy to look look at things um through you know well-worn eyes you know um be, become a little bit kind of predictable and and you know in the way you view things and they can just change your perception in an instant you're going of course you know and that's what we're always trying to do we're trying to you know different characters trying to look at the world through different different eyes and it's not just the same set of eyes all the time so bringing all your own kind of beliefs in um and and kids really help that so Mm. yeah well i look forward to one day having children and having that experience well there's only one way to do it you know there's uh (laughs) I'll explain off air. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. Um, Someone told me that it involves a rubber glove. Yeah, that's the practice stage, I think. Ah, right, cool. Yeah. Well, you can tell tell me off air. Yeah, look, there's a a few tips and tricks, you know. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. Uh, I I really appreciate your time and I love what you're doing with Give It Mouth. I think it is fucking fantastic and I would highly, highly encourage anyone listening to this, creative or otherwise, um, to, to check it out, to see what you're doing and to see how you're actually building your own little creative empire from the ground up. Tilia. Mm. I, do, um, I do have one last question for you, uh, which, I, which I, ask, uh, I ask everyone. And um, that is, uh, what makes you silly? What makes me silly is slapstick humour. Right. I find it hilarious. <laughs> and so I, I reckon I've got the um, sense of humour of like a 12-year-old boy and so I'm in the cinema and there's like a slapstick scene even of a really bad and I'm just laughing so much it's not funny. So, mm. and, and then people in the audience actually start laughing at me as well. So <laughs> slapstick, fart, humour, you know, really puerile jokes about penises make me laugh so much and i think they put me in my really silly space yeah do you have very serious do you have a favorite slapstick memory um the most recent one probably i saw a really bad film um called i can't even remember what it was called it's a number two and it's scene number two I'll laugh at two. that. Yeah, no, I, I was I was trying to figure out how to segue that into a poo joke. <laughs> oh, it's that one where the man pulls the funny faces and he's like a model. Oh, Zoolander. Like, yeah, I saw Zoolander too, which is really a very bad film. There's this hilarious scene where he's taking selfies in a car and then he rolls the car and the car just keeps <laughs> I can't even recall it without laughing. I was seriously laughing so much and I make this really funny noise when I laugh because I can't breathe properly. And the entire audience just actually started laughing at me laughing. Right. So, um, yeah, that's definitely my silly silly space. Did you think that Fifty Shades of Grey was a slapstick comedy? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Very good.
Uh, <laughs> um, what makes me silly? I think I think my um, I don't give a fuck mentality makes me really silly. Mm. Like, I think my drive to annoy everyone possible <laughs> is what makes me silly. So, do you have an example of doing that? Just like lots of wet willies and sticking right. my finger up people's noses and making them eat their my booger their boogers. Mm. And um, just being really like just a menace. I'm just a menace. Especially if I have a spurt of like more energy than what I already should. <laughs> it's just you don't really want to be in my path. Right. So it's basically getting kicks off annoying the shit out of other people. That makes me really silly. Mm. Well, I'll make sure I keep cotton wool in my ears so <laughs> I don't get in your way. <laughs> and keep your nose clear of any boogers, otherwise you'll be eating them. My nose is always clear. <laughs> thank you so much, Daniel. No worries. Thank you. What makes me silly? Mm-hmm. What makes me silly? Does silly mean the same thing in Australian as it means in <laughs> American? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure because <laughs> Ben meant something different. Yeah, that's um, true. What makes me silly? Um, I don't know because I think I'm, I think I'm naturally a silly person to begin with. Mm. Um, I don't think of myself as a serious person at all. Uh, poodle hands, <laughs> definitely my poodle hands. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm naturally just as I think I'm I lean more nor, lean more towards being of silly nature Mm. so what are things that are generally likely to push you into a silly kind of disposition well my dogs i talk to my dogs all the time right yeah (laughs) yeah what are your dogs names bamboo and sugar really really amazing names yeah yeah, very eclectic bamboo bends imagine going to the vet i have bamboo bends here (laughs) 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 he sounds like a stripper or a wrestler (laughs) <laughs> or wrestler bamboo mm. bends, mm. um, but uh, yeah, my dog. I talk to them a lot. I like taking fun pictures of them. They hate me. <laughs> I used to sing a song to my dog to the theme of Dexter. You did? Yep. Well, how'd it go? His name is Bob the dog, <gasps> and then it went on like that. Uh-huh. That actually was good. Mm. That's he's good. not a warthog. <laughs> he's not a warthog. That, those, those were the only lyrics I could come up with, but I sang them over and over again. I always sing, um, I sing a song to Bamboo, um, the cops theme song. Oh, yeah. Bad boys. <laughs> bad cops, bad, bad cops. Co- what you gonna do? do? What you gonna do when they come for you, right? Yeah. I'm always like, Bamboo, Bamboo, what you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> <laughs> and then I call Sugar, I call her Sukar, which is a character that was in Defiance. Mm. He was my favorite character in Defiance. And so I'm always referring to her as Sukar. <laughs> like Sukar. Sukar. And she's this little white fluffy dog. And she just looks at me like, what? And I'm like, Sukar. <laughs> it would have been a better name than Sugar. It's pretty silly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. I'm going to go and get mum now. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's one question that I end the interview with, and it's actually probably, now that I think about it, directly related to something that you've always taught me, which is about, which I've quoted on this show before, which is about obeying the 11th commandment. Thou shalt laugh. Especially at thyself. The question is, what makes you silly? 
what makes me silly? What do you mean silly in actions or silly about the world? It's both. Both. Any. Oh, what makes me silly? I don't know. Ideas. I get silly, silly ideas. Um, uh, that bit you read from the Australian, mm. they wrote, some people regard me as a nut, yeah. as silly. Some people regard me as silly with these ideas, that idea I had about world communication. Um, um, and what do I regard as... Uh, that's silliness in, in me that people think, and silly in some of the articles I write, um, silly in some of the things I've just told you yeah. about walking in other people's shoes. Um, uh, although that article in, in the Sunday Age, etc., got a lot of good comment. Um, but being silly, oh, I don't know, um, playing the fool, playing with kids. Oh, I think that's with little kids uh, in, in New Guinea and uh, uh, in the outback and uh, in China. In China, uh, I've got a photo of me conducting um, when I was in Guangdong province. Mm. The, um, the, the bus I was on happened to stop outside a kindergarten or a uh, primary school and I said to the guide what's that I'm not the guide the driver what's that and he said it's primary school and I said could I go in he said I don't know mm. I said well I'll try and I pushed the gates and I went in and somebody there was spoke English and I said I'm from Australia and uh, would it be possible to um, sit in on a class and I said my Chinese is non-existent and uh, she was. She said yes, so I went in, and the teacher welcomed me, and um, uh, I said to the teacher, "Do they know any songs, Australian songs?" And she said, "Yes, they know Click Go the Shears." <laughs> and I said, "Could I conduct them?" And that's in the photo. Yeah. And I said, and she said, "Yes." So I went and they sang in English and Chinese, click go the shears. Wow. And then they sang other songs. But I, and also I've got a photo in other countries. In Fiji, I did the same. We sang songs, we made up songs. Mm. And I think I was. people would say you're being silly, in, particularly in China, singing various songs and making up words. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, I remember you doing that for us as kids. Yeah, well, th we had kids here last week. Uh, uh, two women who came brought t two kids and I played hide-and-seek with them, mm. uh, pretended. Well, this has been um, really uh, amazing for me. I'm, I'm really so grateful to you for, uh, for sitting down and talking with me and also for nurturing this, um, this creativity from a young age and always being encouraging of, uh, of our creative pursuits. Thank you so much, Opa. It's a pleasure. I'd just send, oh, send me the fee in the mail, thank you, in shekels. Yeah. Accents. <laughs> Clearly. Um, and painting your face orange. Yeah. <laughs> There's, um, I love, I'm always, I always talk to myself in the car doing accents. My Phoebe and I always do accents. It's like our funnest thing to do. Do you know, I don't think there's really an answer for that. All I know is I've been silly all my <laughs> life. I mean, I'm, I'm really serious right now in this interview, but really, yeah, yeah. I do really silly things with my grandchildren. You know, I play these all these silly games with them because I just, I just, I just love doing it. Mm. Um, but where does, why, why are some people silly and some people aren't? I don't really know. 
I can't I can't think of an answer that rings true. That would be re- a reasonable thing to say. Oh, I'm mm. silly because of such and such. I just am. Mm. And um, maybe maybe it's got something to do with your disposition. I, I, I could I could I could advance one theory possibly. Mm. I had an idyllic childhood. I feel very very fortunate to have two parents who love love me very much. I love them, and I had no major traumas growing up. You know, beyond the usual stuff that you know teenagers go through. But I, that that maybe maybe that gave me the license to be silly. I was, mm. never, I was never told not to be silly as a young child, and I could have been. Uh, so that that allowed my natural silliness to kind of flower, if you like. Mm. But I still don't quite know where that comes from. I mean, why do why do you get people something like a Spike Milligan or a John Cleese or a, or a, you know or a, any any contemporary you know performer, uh, mm. a, a, a comedian? I I don't know. Uh, which is not answering your question, but I, it's the <laughs> most honest answer I can produce. I certainly think that a, I think freedom for children to be silly at a young age is an important thing, and maybe maybe that's half an answer that I was allowed to be silly. Mm. I was allowed to hang my sister on cupboards <laughs> when she was ten and do voices. Yeah, and and do silly voices and just do really ridiculous things yeah. and say silly things and make up the stupid words. I mean, I've just written a song, for example, it's going to be a nightmare to learn, yeah. where the entire chorus is made up of nonsensical words. Not a single word is is actually a real word. What are, now, what are some of the words? Thing, um, flock, no, no, flong, um, bask. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember, because the reason I can't remember is because it's a new song and I haven't learnt it yet. I've, yeah. written, I've, I've done a rough recording of it, so it's there. I've written it all down because I haven't learnt the song yet. I, mm. I can't even tell you some. But all I know <laughs> is that all the words in the chorus are nonsensical words, yeah. which will make it an extremely hard song to learn. But that's that's my that's my problem because I've written it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a very good question you ask though. Why or how? Why what makes people silly? Mm. What I, what I will say is I don't think there's enough silliness in the world. Mm. I wish I wish mo- I wish more politicians could be sillier. It's saddened me that uh, politicians are, are so uh, are so boring in many ways. I mean, and I'm talking in, in a way most probably both all political parties, but like they like all the guys wear suits and ties all the time. How dull! Mm. How dull! Well, what, I think it goes back to, to what you were what you were saying before about your general demeanour and perhaps how you're influenced in your upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly, anyone who wants to eat spaghetti bolognese every day. Wear newspaper hats and belly flop into a pizza <laughs> must be silly. That's right. I'll tell you one last thing before we finish. That I've got a song called "I Just Love Peanut Butter," which is not one of my better known ones. But I sang it, sang it last night with the band. It's a real band song, mm. and it's the most autobiographical song I've ever written. In the sense that every single line in the song is true. It's so you talked about you know like where the songs come from and uh, and am I am I always in the songs? In this song is the entire story of my experience with peanut butter over the years because yeah. basically at between the ages of 7 and about 18 I ate peanut butter 4 times a day 7 days a week Wow, which I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it wasn't a, it wasn't a good thing to do <laughs> but I loved it so much I still love it yeah, I yeah. loved it so much that I, that's how often I ate it so the whole song is about that Wow, eating peanut butter every single day Yeah, so if you ever hear that song every line's true mm. nothing's made up right <laughs> I think uh, how many fingers on your hand is also probably true it's funny, I, that's, I got asked to sing that song last night, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that very song. Yeah, I, I didn't actually in the end, but I, but I got asked after the concert. Yeah, right. Which was a bit late. It's probably a little bit late. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Peter. Pleasure. My, good talking to you.
my husband makes me really silly. Uh, he is nat- he's naturally very silly and when we get together, it almost becomes a little bit competitive on who can become the silliest. It's become like an extreme sport of silliness, actually. <laughs> it's it's almost like we want to shock each other and so we're always trying to one-up each other mm. um, on how ridiculous we can get. And uh, yeah, it just gets a bit, it gets a bit ridiculous. I'm really, like sometimes I think I'm really glad that... Uh, no one can see us right now. Right. This is, and actually my my uh, nieces and my little nephew also make me really silly because it's a kind of, I, I guess I have the same uh, attitude. I get in there and I'm like, and my mum and my dad and my um, sister and brother-in-law, they're like, oh no, they call me Mimi. Mimi's here. <laughs> the kids are not going to be able to sleep. They're going to be so psyched up because it's like, okay, how can I get as ridiculous as possible for these kids mm. to the point where they're shocked or uh, over the fact that I'm being ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the ridiculous things you do with them? Oh, just different voices and um, just uh, just playing, just being super crazy playful and just really intense and really extreme. They say they say now uh, there's this thing, little my little niece always she sits and she gets to the point where she just rolls her eyes and she's like, oh, Mimi, you're so dramatic. Oh, you're so dramatic. <laughs> um, so I just yeah, give him a good razz, give him a good shake up. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, kids seem to be this amazing representation of this unconditional kind of love yeah, and how much they have to teach us silly adults who've put all this armour on about totally. stripping it back. Totally. I love it. That's like my happy place is with those kids. Yeah. Yep. What makes me silly? Well, my daughter, she's three. So mm. I just took her to um, last week to this place called Sesame Place, which is a, a Sesame Street theme park mm. for tiny kids yeah, right. in uh, Pennsylvania, like right by Jersey, and it's incredible. And it's really funny because my, my um, aunt and uncle gave her an original vinyl of Bert and Ernie songbook from 1975. I don't know where they found it. And so she's been obsessed with it, mm. and it's really good. It's really like the old school, like people really singing and playing and stuff. And she's been looking at the album cover of like them at a piano, you know? <laughs> And then I take her to this park a week later and she like gets to meet them. So it's like, for a three-year-old, it's like the celebrity, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, cause yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I just met Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> so cool. Like we were in this like little photo line. It was like Bert, Ernie and Elmo. And she's just like, oh my God, I'm gonna meet Elmo. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I totally get it, man. It's like, that's how I, I felt about meeting you know pino or like any of these guys obviously a little different but yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it's that same like for aretha franklin say elmo yeah you know it's it's like yeah i think it's important to like give kids these opportunities to like achieve dreams early so you realize oh like this is graspable and they they connect the dots like that picture on that record cover is a person out there doing something mm. even though it's like Elmo, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, like, yeah. So it's it's, it's fun to be to be a child again mm. with, with my daughter. It's super cool. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Do you sing with her? Sing Sesame Street stuff with her? Uh, I don't sing that much unless I'm on stage. But we, I definitely play guitar and drums and stuff with her. I mean, she's like, she's super talented. It's mm. like in the blood. You know, I'm not trying to push her to do music, but she's just like has a little toy piano and a little djembe and she's just like super in it you know mm. it's pretty fun that's awesome man. yeah thank you so much thank you guys